0: Welcome to the Yoga Teacher Business Foundation course, designed to help teachers finally nail their niche, grow their confidence and their business savvy, and generate a consistent income of £2,000 sterling or more a month, teaching part-time. If you've found filling your classes and growing your community frustrating, you're in the right place. These podcasts are deliberately designed as bite-sized nuggets of information to help you move from struggle and frustration to a career which is not only emotionally rewarding, but financially too. Let me ask you, do you think you can teach anyone yoga as you build your yoga business? Wherever you advertise, what you do, whether that's verbally or through any social media, your website, flyers, and so on, do you say that everyone and anyone is welcome to come to your classes? I believe if you really want to be a successful and thriving yoga teacher with full classes and people seeking you out, this is a bad idea. Actually, not just for you is this a bad idea. It's not really a good idea for the student either. Let me begin with why it's not a good idea if you want to build a sustainable business with loyal students who come back over and over again, in some cases for years and years, choosing you to work with over anyone else. And perhaps I can illustrate this best with a story from my own experience. I've been teaching yoga now for over a decade, but it's not the first business that I've built. My first business was as a coach. I was in a job I didn't like anymore. I'd taken a psychology degree while my children were small. I'd embarked on a massive learning and reading into personal development, which I found was helping me massively. And I grew excited at the prospect of being able to teach what I was learning to other people. What this resulted in was, quite frankly, a not very well thought through strategy and vision that I would become a life coach. Boy, would I hit reality with a bang. Looking back, I made every mistake in the book, but there were four big ones in particular. And I'd like to share these with you. First mistake I made was that I didn't really understand how to attract enough enquiries and turn those into paying clients. So there was no clear strategy, no clear plan. How many yoga teachers might this apply to? Does it apply to you? The second mistake I made was I offered coaching for free in the hope that that might attract interest, that whoever came would have a free session with me and find it so useful that they would then pay for coaching afterwards. What results did I get? Actually, offering a free trial did not increase interest or enquiries. In fact, it clearly made some people wonder what the catch was. They wouldn't take up the free session because they imagined that they would then feel pressured into paying for something that they didn't really want. In truth, they never seriously intended to invest in coaching at all. Translate this into the yoga world. And how many yoga teachers believe in offering a free trial? Maybe you do. But do you find that people sometimes abuse this? Booking and then not turning up, for example. And if they do turn up, what percentage of those become long-term students? It might be a good percentage, but if it's not, might that be something to explore a little more in terms of why that trial doesn't convert? One thing I've learned, people often do not value what they get for free. And the people who are attracted to free are often those who literally want to beat everyone down on price. And that's no way for your business to grow. Isn't that simply a race to the bottom? If we as yoga teachers simply keep trying to compete only on price, doesn't it demean and devalue the benefits that we know we can bring? When I see yoga teachers offering a session for less than a student would pay for a coffee and cake at the local coffee shop, surely there's something not quite right about that. The third mistake that I made as a coach was I believed that I could help anyone. What this meant in reality was that every potential client would require bespoke treatment and bespoke treatment takes a lot of time. And here's the other thing about this tactic. If you welcome anyone and everyone to a yoga class, what happens if you have a fit 20-something in your class together with a 68-year-old who's struggling with back pain and never done yoga before? The truth is, both of those students come to that class with very different needs And expectations. And I don't care how good you are as a teacher. You simply cannot meet the needs of those two extremes within one class. One of them is likely to end up with a less than satisfying experience. Maybe even both of them because you're trying to cater for somewhere in between. And even there's a belief that yoga isn't for them when we know that nothing could be further from the truth. They just haven't found what I call the right fit for them. And finally, mistake number four that I made was I had no clear, tangible offers to give to people so that they understood what they were paying for, what to expect, what they stood to gain by investing their hard-earned cash to work with me. I had no products or programs that people could hang their hat on, see what was included, and think, oh, that sounds like a good program. I'd like to try that. My first mentor taught me a phrase I've never forgotten. She said, trying to promote yourself to everyone, you will attract no one. One of the first things she taught me was that I had to niche. Truthfully, Not only did I not really understand what niching was back then, I had no idea how to go about doing it either. It took some time, I can tell you, to embrace her advice. But eventually, I realised that if I didn't change, then I'd have no business and it was at least worth a go. So, I changed my focus to coaching in corporates and on leadership and management coaching and executive coaching. I changed my website to reflect this. I developed a couple of simple but clear offers, packages that I could make and set about focusing all my attention on trying to attract a specific group of people and offering them these packages. That mentor programme cost me £600 that I didn't have at the time. It was my last-ditch attempt before returning Tail Between My Legs to my old job. But literally within weeks of niching, devising a simple offer and program, a prospect got in touch and bought the package. Within 12 months, the clients I'd managed to sell my program to had brought me in over £15,000 sterling into the business, and I was receiving more and more inquiries. Add to that, my confidence was growing massively. It was a huge lesson for me. I now realise that what I learned from that mentor were some fundamental principles about building a business, any business. I developed a skill set that I simply didn't have when I first so naively jumped from my well-paid job to try and become a life coach. What that meant was that when I decided to give up the coaching to see if I could build a retirement business as a yoga teacher, I was so much better prepared. I knew from the outset that I needed to niche, and I knew exactly what that niche would be and whether it would be profitable. I would focus on supporting students in midlife and later years, students who were probably facing similar challenges to me and had similar desires and needs. And so Yoga Over 45 was born. It says what it does on the tin. No lack of clarity there for anyone who hears me speak, rings me up, reads my website, my newsletters, my articles, or quite frankly, anything I put out there. So here's my take on the benefits of niching and why, if you are struggling to fill your classes, I highly recommend you niche too. First, writing copy becomes so much easier. Because I know and understand my students and what brings them to my classes, I know they don't care what style of yoga they're being taught. What they care about is staving off the aches and pains, finding the flexibility they're losing, turning up to a class where they aren't surrounded by bendy youngsters and feeling totally out of place. So this is what I promote. Secondly, I'm teaching what and who I love the most. The truth is, I'm not a fan of hot yoga, power yoga, ashtanga yoga. It's just not me. I'm no spring chicken. The reasons I do yoga are the same reasons they do. I accept I have to grow old. What I don't accept is I have to grow infirm. And I tell them this, and it resonates with them. They feel as though they're in the right place. My students feel they've found the right fit for them. They are in a like-minded crowd. They don't feel useless or left out. They they don't feel that they can't do yoga because of the way I teach. They come back, some to more than one class a week, and they tell their friends who come too. You know, teaching some students can be a real pain if you've ever tried to run a class with a 20-something competitive sort who wants to do the show horse poses instead of what I call the workhorse poses with a 50-something beginner, you'll know what a nightmare that is from a teaching perspective. You just can't win. And I've learned that there are some students who I just find hard work. Truly, I'd rather they find someone who is a far better fit for them than I am and then we'll both be happy. And here's the truth. The more specific you get, the fuller your classes will become. So here are some things I've learned. Whilst you narrow your target market, the yoga market itself is growing. So don't worry that there won't be enough students. Yes, there are some target markets that are more receptive than others, and who have the money to pay for yoga classes, but start thinking about this from the beginning and you'll reap the rewards. Secondly, I turn students away. Well, not exactly. I use it as an opportunity to redirect them to other yoga teachers that I've made a point of getting to know locally and who I think might be a better fit for them. It's good for collaboration with my peers and it's far better for the students because i just want them all to know there is a yoga style and a yoga teacher who is right for them i don't care who they do it with as long as they do it thirdly just because you niche now doesn't mean you can't broaden what you do later no one's saying that you have to choose a niche and then you can't go back of course you can never say never As your target market expands, there is no reason why you can't start other classes for a different niche or even a niche within a niche. Just make sure that the copy and the way you promote those classes is structured differently to appeal to that different group. So let's recap here. Four big mistakes that could be seriously reducing your chances of making a living as a yoga teacher. Number one. No strategy or plan for how you're going to attract students. Number two, offering free trials. Number three, thinking that you can help anyone. And number four, no tangible offers that prospective students can look at and think to themselves, that sounds like an interesting course. That might really help me. I need to find out more. So do you feel that perhaps any of these mistakes are things that you are doing too. If they are, I want to let you know that simply understanding how to correct those four mistakes is one of the most important things that you can do if you want to fill your classes and generate regular and profitable income and build a business that actually lasts. I hope I've convinced you of the real power of niching. But the truth is, finding the niche And your voice within that niche is probably one of the trickiest steps to building your yoga business. There is a process to it. It's helpful to understand that. And not all niches are equal. It's helpful to understand that too. So if this is something you'd like to really nail once and for all, perhaps I can help. As part of my 12-week Mentoring program. I help aspiring yoga teachers build a profitable part time business generating between two to four thousand pounds a month, focusing on a specific niche. If you'd like to know more about how this 12 week mentoring and coaching program might help you, contact me direct at shona at fastmail.com. I might just be able to help. Namaste. Thank you for listening. I hope you find these tips helpful. With over a decade of experience and into my 70s now, I'd like to think that I can help other yoga teachers find a rewarding career teaching yoga. I run a foundation training course in business skills for yoga teachers designed specifically to give them a solid base and business savvy upon which they can build and scale up if they choose. If you're interested in learning more, drop me a line at shona at fastmail.com. Meanwhile, do subscribe to the podcast. Let me know if you have any feedback or topics you'd like to listen to and go out there and bring your yoga to the students that you were meant to serve. Namaste.